Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Beyond the Cover. I am your host, John Robb, joined here by my ever-colorful co-host, Jeff Ayers. Jeff, how you doing? Doing good. Happy day. Happy day. Hey, so we want to remind everybody, of course, that all of our shows are brought to you by Suspense Magazine, so visit suspensemagazine.com for more information. And don't forget that coming November 17th is our anthology called Nothing Good Happens After Midnight with Jeffrey Deaver and Linwood Barkley, Heather Graham, John Lesquois, amongst many others. So check that out again, Nothing Good Happens After Midnight, November 17th. Our guest tonight, Mr. Robert Dugani, uh, he read the book. He loved it. So make sure, you know, you've got to follow Bob. Bob knows all. Um, and, you know, and, and I hear Bob laughing in the background. So, hey, Bob, thanks for coming on. How you doing? Uh, thanks for having me. And I will say, it is a great anthology. It's one of the best anthologies I've read. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just, I just we poured the money into your Venmo account. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, um, we're so happy to have you back on, of course. It's always a pleasure to have you on talking to your author, and you're a really good friend, and we always like the three of us to get together. So we're going to talk here a little bit about your latest book, which is coming out soon. Uh, when is the date of that book coming out? It's in uh, September 22nd. September 22nd. All right. And it's the second in your uh, book of your Charles Jenkins series. So uh, it's kind of the sequel to The Eighth Sister, which came out last year. So tell us a little bit about The Lost Agent. Sure. Um, it is a sequel. Um, it's, it's funny the way things happen. Uh, I wrote The last, the Eighth Sister, um, you know, not sure whether I was going to be writing any, any more. And um, the book came out, and the book did really spectacular and just Thanks so much to all the readers out there who picked it up and loved it, that it was pretty apparent that um, they wanted more of, of Charles Jenkins. And, uh, you know, there was, um, there was, the, there was a, a chance to do it. I saw a chance to do it and uh, talked to my, uh, my editor about it, and she agreed. And so, you know, basically the last agent is unfinished business for, for Charlie. Uh, he's a guy that's very loyal. And uh, he's not going to leave anyone behind. And, uh, and he finds out that might, may be the case. Uh, so he goes back into Russia, but this time he doesn't try to stay hidden. Um, he, knows, he knows perfectly well that they're going to they're gonna pick up that he's there almost immediately, but he needs certain information and he can't help but, but uh, expose himself. Um, and so he does, and uh, he's off and running. And, you know, I bring back Victor Federov, who, with a, the Russian FSB officer who people really loved, and this time Federal finds himself in a completely different situation, having been canned by the FSB. Uh, he now has an opportunity to kind of get even with them, and um, it, they're, off, it, they're off and running. You know, I've often said that I think, I think this sequel may be even better than The Ace Sister because it's, uh, it's a chase book, and it, it, it starts on page one, and you know, Charlie's running until, you know, page 410, wherever it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it goes. So uh, it's really was fun to do. It was fun to talk to a lot of my friends who are experts, bush pilots, um, you know, scuba divers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and the, and the, the early reviews have been spectacular, so I'm excited for it. I really am. And we sold, uh, we sold it to uh, Hollywood. So we sold the Ace Sister and the Last Agent to Hollywood. The contract is done going to be signed here in the next couple of days and um, it's with Roadside Productions who did Manchester by the Sea and some other really really great uh, cool. th- things and so works. I'm excited to see what they do. Nice. Oh, I hope they make it. It's going to be great. Yeah. Got to keep us up to date uh, on that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, uh, 
I'm I'm really hopeful that the guy that they think is going to play the next James Bond, he apparently just signed a, a deal where he's going to do some spy movie. So he would be perfect. He he would be great. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, who is that? It's um, uh, the African American actor. Um, is it uh, Idris Elba? Is it? Yes, 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 yes. Oh yes. shit! Right. Idris Elba. I mean, that He's was spectacular. But that that would be a. Uh, you know, my favorite. But we'll we'll see. Yeah. So you know how it is. There's a there's a lot that has to happen before anything happens. So right, of course. Yeah. Um, so talk to me about his age. Do you regret having him be an older character, or is it no. an advantage? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I don't for for a lot of reasons. Um, first of all, he's he's you know about sixty years old, but. Um, you know, 60 in our parents' day and age was old. 60 in our day and age is not that old. Um, so he's a guy that has taken care of himself. He's in good shape. I mean, yeah, he's going to have the aches and pains that you get when you get older. But um, the thing about, the, the thing about uh, CIA officers or guys that are in that business is if they have to use a gun, they've already lost. So it's really a situation where he has to use his brain. I mean, he has to outsmart the people that are chasing him. Um, it's not a situation where he's going to shoot his way out, fight his way out. I mean, he's got to be smarter than, than they are. And so, you know, I think for all of us, as we get older, we begin to view things differently. When we're young men, our yep. first instinct is right is to start, start throwing punches. When you get older, your first instinct is, you know, I, I don't want to get my face smashed in here. You know, <laughs> let's, figure, let's figure out an answer to this. So um, the other thing is he's unusual. I mean, you name me a book out there that has a 60-year-old 60, 60 plus African-American lead. I, I, you know, I, I'm sure there are some, but I, I can't think of any off the top of my not head. Like, so, not like thriller, spy genre stuff like that. No, I no, and and you know, I it's it's funny because um, you know people have kind of made a I don't want to say a big deal about it, but they, it, it's definitely it's definitely been you know something that's come up. You know, the and, only one uh, that comes to mind, and it's not even real. It's because it was from a TV show where they changed it. But maybe Denzel Washington and the Equalizer is that, that exactly, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I you know I hope I hope there's. Uh, they they've talked in, in Hollywood. They've talked about maybe maybe making them a little bit younger, just so they have a better array of actors to mm-hmm. to choose, um, from. to, to yeah. put, choose from. And you know, and it's not a difficult thing. It's like okay, he's not he didn't fight in the Vietnam War. He fought in the Iraqi War, so he's not mm-hmm. sixty. He's forty five. There's a lot of little things that they can do to make it different. But um, I like the character that's in the novel, and uh, and I was I was happy to write write him. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted an older person, maybe Lawrence Fishburne could fill something like that. Um, he would be kind of in the age group if they wanted to go older than Idris Elba. And I like Lawrence yeah. Fishburne; he's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd just be thrilled if they, they, we just talked to, just about to see it, it on screen. Who gives a shit, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, to see your work come to life would would really, I think, be a treat. Um, I, I would. I'd, hey, I'd if it happens, just ask one thing. You just invite us to the red carpet if you can. Yeah, I, yeah yes, I can. I would. Yeah, you, you, yeah if we you can go to the premiere with you, we'll do it. All right, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I'll fly back from Thailand. I'll fly back from Thailand to go to Seattle for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, Jeff? 
Oh, I was going to say, yeah, he's going to deny knowing us when it actually comes out. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, guys. I'll be like, wait a second, we got this on tape, man. <laughs> so I have a question because just from looking at the book, um, the, the one thing that always gets me when you start talking Russia and Czechoslovakian are the names, the names of the yeah. characters that you have to make up. Tell us a little bit about like what goes into getting those names. I mean, like Victor Fedorov and, you know, Paulina Panamava. I mean, I just, Panamanova. Panamanova. And then I love the yeah. prison name. I mean, are these, you know, how do you research that or look at or do it? Well, um, you know, the, the prison name is true. Uh, Lefertovo is a, is a real prison. Uh, okay. And it is, a, it is a political prison just on the outskirts of Moscow. And it's where the, uh, it's where the KGB um, used to bring political prisoners after they beat the hell out of them Lubyanka. Um, I, I the the names it, it's weird. There's a there's a an, uh, there's a website out there called fakenamegenerator.com, and it's actually really scary because you go on there and you can you can look up, say you want to have a male who is Russian, and it will spit out for you the name, the address, the social security number, everything, uh, all made up, and you kind of wonder, okay, what is this site out here doing? <laughs> You know, I mean, it's a little bit kind of, uh, I mean, every time I go on there, I try not to stay on for longer than a few minutes because I'm worried that somebody's, like, hacking my computer. Right. Getting all my what is it called again? FakeNameGenerator.com. FakeNameGenerator. That's cool. I've, never, I've not heard of that. So, I, you know, I put in Russian, you know, mail, and it sp- starts spitting out names, and I just keep going through the names until I find one that has kind of either an alliteration to it. Like, um, like the, the new one, the guy's name is Efimov. And, uh, you know, and I, and I try, try to get the names that aren't really, really difficult to, to pronounce. You know, I don't want people going, you know, uh, Valerie Vucia Kalamakiwaswala. You know, I you know what I always try to work out, too? It's how easy is it to type on the keyboard because I'm going to have to type that fucking name how many times? <laughs> <laughs> True. Very true. Well, yeah. If you- if you don't have to narrate the audiobook version, then I wouldn't worry about it. That's my opinion. well. And, and you know, they asked they asked me if I did, and I and I said no because um, um, I had listened to Andrew. Um, oh, Jeff, help me out here, Andrew. Um, Gross. Yeah, yes. I'd listened to Andrew Gross. I'd listened to several of his books, Button Men, and uh, the last the last man, or the I think it was the last man, Button Men. And they were narrated, and the, the narrator was absolutely fabulous. And, and it was, it was, he was doing foreign languages. He was doing foreign names. I was like, this guy. Get. So I, when my, they asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, no. I said, get this guy. And it was Eduardo Balladini, if I'm saying his name correctly. Mm-hmm. And he has been the male narrator of the year for two years running. And so I got his name from, from Andrew Gross, and uh, he has been – he's fabulous. He's set to do The Last Agent. He did, he did The Eighth Sister, and he's set to do The Last Agent. Nice. Well, that's great. And be cool. consistent. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he's really good with accents and really good with names. Huh. Well, with The Last Agent and your fans wanting Charles Jenkins back, I do have to ask, in your opinion, who is the more popular character that you've created? Would it be Jenkins or would it be Tracy? Oh, it's Tracy by far. It's, yeah, it's Tracy by far. I mean, there well, are. Well, that's because Charles is kind of young, though, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, there are literally <laughs> millions. 
millions of readers uh, who ask me constantly, when's the next Tracy book? When's the next Tracy book? I had a woman the other day say that she felt that the Tracy Crosswhite series was an adult version of Nancy Drew. Oh, and that's I, mean, I, I think that's huh. I think that's a fabulous thing, you know, for someone to say. I don't know how if it's true or not. I just think for someone to feel that way, it, it really it really means a lot. And and uh, you know, I will continue writing uh, the Tracy books, you know, forever. I will I'll never never give those up. Um, so I'm 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 writing the third Charles Jenkins book. I have a great idea for it. I'm in the middle of it, but I also just got the edits back. I got a new literary novel coming out, John, which your wife will be happy oh. about. Sorry. The, it's a it's a coming of age story for young men, sort of like uh, the extraordinary life of Sam Hell. Oh, um, and so I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of I see that, and I'm in the, to Lake Union, and I'm in the middle of doing the um, you know doing doing the edits on that. Um, and yeah, when you finish that, send me an email. And let me know. We can look out for it. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I'm really excited about it. I really I really like it. But um, but I, I I have a great idea for the third Charles Jenkins book. Um, and you know the big thing now is is why would he go back into Russia? But I I think I've figured all that out. I've gotten the answer. And uh, so that's different I think than the I Vietnam book you're working on. Yeah, the Vietnam book is 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 literally the second literary novel that I will have coming out. Oh, um, and it, okay. it was really just uh, it was a story that it just was sort of in my background, and I was that I was able to fictionalize. And uh, I'm really pleased with with how that came out. Um, uh, and I think um, I think there's a lot of men out there that are, that are going to relate to it. Cool. Wow. So you're a busy boy. Yeah, well, well, John, I am, uh, I'm Jen- really busy. Jenkins, um, Jenkins has been around since uh, Bob's uh, David Sloan novels. So. Yeah. Um, I yeah. The Sloan ones. <laughs> yeah. No, he he you know he was somebody that was you know kind of I got an opportunity to write a write the second in there and. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to do it. If, if I continue it after the third book, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see how everything goes here with the with the, the last agent and with the book that I'm working on. Um, but I can, you know, I can see him. I can see him going all over the place, going to different countries, and it's a little bit more challenging. I was supposed to be in Egypt uh, here in October, and that's been that's been canceled because of COVID. And I like to go to places that I'm going to write about. Um, and that's just not really in the works right now. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, I, well, I think I have time. Hey, so I want to have a little fun here real quick. I want to ask you sure. a couple, like, rapid-fire questions just for fun and see what, like, comes off the top of your head, all right? You ready? All right, yeah. What's the one book you wish you would have written? The Green Mile. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you yeah, like the way right. now just to, just to talk about that? Did you like the way that that book came out in those six sequels, that one a month? Um, I loved you it. You know, I, I I thought it was I I thought it was really neat to sort of experience what people experienced years ago on on how they read novels. Charles Dickens novels came out that way, and yeah. all those things. So I, I I really enjoyed it, and I just thought I just I, I think that Stephen King is just he's just an absolute genius and I think a hundred years from now people are going to be talking about Stephen King the way that we talk about Charles Dickens and you know F. Scott Fitzgerald and, and, and Hemingway and he's he's just brilliant he's a brilliant writer and that is a brilliantly written book if there's one literary character you could write a book about who would it be? Uh, probably um, probably Augustus Call from um, 
Lonesome Dove. Wow. You're going outside the box there, Bob. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was just, you know, there was, you know, he he, he survived. And uh, there was something just very uh, emotional and sad about him going back to Lonesome Dove. And everyone was gone, you know. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I I'd like to I'd like to. He I just found him to be a, a striking character for me, and and it's a, and it's obviously a, a another book that I would have said I'd like to write, which you know Lonesome Dove is one of the greatest westerns of all time. So, if there, a name an author alive or dead that you would like to write a book with, probably Hemingway, just because I'd love to know. That, you know what that name was in my head when I asked that question. If you're going to say that, we would go we'd go fishing. We'd be drinking at night. I mean, it would probably be a blast. <laughs> you think you get much writing done? God, I don't. I don't know. You probably would be miserable to work with, but he'd be a hell of a lot of fun to party with. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Am I second one. on the list? Am I second on the list? That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last. Okay. Okay. Last one. What's the one line in a book that you still remember? Any book. That you think is just good. The one line in a book. Um, the one I, line I in a book. It, yeah, I think it would have to be there comes a time in every man's life when he stops looking forward and starts looking back. And that was Sam Hell's father, Max Maxwell Hell. And I can't tell you the number of people that have said to me that 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 line just absolutely resonated with them uh, and their life and where they were in life and. Uh, you know, now that I'm 60 years old and my kids are grown, um, you know, I've reached that point where I'm still working like crazy because I, I love to write. And so I'll have three books coming out this next year. But at the same time, I do have a chance to kind of sit back and, and not think about my life so much, but think about their lives. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm with you where I'm at, too. I just turned yeah, 50 I, on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Happy, happy yeah, birthday. Thanks. I hope you yeah, celebrate so. it well. And now that you have a grandkid, that no, Jeff, no grandkids. You're, no, oh, yeah, no grandkids. You know, and I have a granddaughter, and and people ask me, they go, why, you know, and and I kind of always said, people would tell you, okay, do you get, do you have a granddaughter, Bob? No, I do not. I do not. You don't have grandkids. I don't Jeff done yet. Okay, no, but no, people, <laughs> because people will say, oh my God, you know, you're going to love your grandkids more than your own kids, and they would tell me that, and I'm going to tell you that because it's true, and then I'm trying to figure out like why, and it's just. Not about really love, but you know what she is? She's time. Because when yeah. I sit back and I look, and, the, and all the things that, like, our kids ask us, like, hey, you know, and they were just asking us, like, hey, what did our room look like when we were, like, blah, blah, And I'm like, Shh, I don't remember. You know, it's like I forget these things because it was going so fast. But yeah. now she's here, and I'm like, she's a little over three, but I remember everything now because I remember to remember. Yeah. And that's – yeah. Really important for me. Yeah, and you probably and you probably have the time, like you said, you have the time to, yeah. to sit back and just enjoy her for who she is. You're yeah. not trying to mold them or melt no. them, or push them, no. or, or you know teach them. You're you're just enjoying who she is. You know, I think the hardest part for any parent, I know it was for me, is realizing that your kids are not you, because right. you know you raise them, that you're in the house with them, you grow up with them. And then you start to realize they're not you. They're different. And you they weren't your parents. Yeah. And you weren't, I was not my parents. 
Yeah. Um, and once you realize that, then I think it's much easier. I was to just probably love thirty-five, thirty-five to forty when I realized, you know what? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah. 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 And they were no, probably eight to ten when I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. But part yeah, of my, my son, my son can um, drink now legally, and that just scares me too. Right? I mean, you're getting you don't age, and they age. So you're yeah. gonna be close. I mean, I Bob, you're probably. I mean, is your are you, you have two kids? You have a son and a daughter, correct? I have a son. I have a son who's 24, uh, and he's saving money at here at home. He's gonna uh, buy a house, and then my uh, my daughter is uh, gonna be a junior at U- UW, and you know she's in that she's in that unlucky group of kids that just has had their, their college years ripped out from under them. Yeah, um, I know. No hard. football, no nothing, just weird. Yeah. Yeah, really weird. Just really weird. Yeah, but, but, so so yeah. you guys are you guys are pretty close. You never know. Five you know, five to eight years you could be, you know, grand granddads. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, Ab- and it's absolutely. wonderful. Oh I gotta say it's so wonderful. It's just wonderful. Okay. See? So this is another positive for Charles Jenkins, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's, all, he's older, he knows how to appreciate time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, now I feel horrible. Thanks very much. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, please. We feel uplifting, old man. Um, yeah. Oh, sh- anyway, um, so I have to ask you, Bob, you write legal thrillers. You write crime novels. You're writing spy thrillers. You're ne- you've written a couple literary novels. They always tell beginning writers to stick to one genre and create a brand. And so I have to ask, what's, what's the Dagoni brand? So, you know, it's funny because um, Amazon is really working hard for me and with me um, to create my brand. And um, really my brand, Jeff, is that um, I'm, just, I'm just a writer. You know, yeah. I, it, I'm, not, I'm not Stephen King, but along those same veins, you know, it, if you love to write and you love the characters you create, then the setting that you put them in is almost irrelevant. Um, and it, it's really just the setting is just what shapes them, but it, it isn't it's sort of like your kids. It isn't who they are. So, you know, I think, I think, I hope that the Dagoni brand is that when you pick up a Robert Dagoni book, you will fall in love with the characters. Mm-hmm. I, I have to admit, you're a great storyteller. And there's very few writers I can say that about. Well, I can thank say, you. Yeah. Yeah. I no, yeah. thank you, and I, I appreciate it. And and um, it's ironic because um, that's really sort of what's been what's been coming to the forefront uh, as we've been going through this process of branding and everything. Is they'll say he's just a storyteller. That's what he is. He's a storyteller, and he'll grip yeah. you by the throat and he'll grip you by the heart. And you'll laugh and you'll cry and you'll be scared and you'll be terrorized um, because it, everything seems so real. And, you know, I, I, um, I say that with all humility. I, I really do because I also believe in what Stephen King said about writing being telepathic. Um, when a writer writes, really gets into a groove and is writing a novel, he's really almost, you know, through telepathy telling a story that's already been written. And he's just the vessel that is transmitting it to get it out into the world. And as crazy as that sounds, I actually wrote an essay about it because years later I heard Diana Gabaldon say very much the same thing about the magic of writing, about how a, a writer sitting at her desk can write something that will af- impact and affect someone 
you know, in a town she's never visited, uh, in, in, to someone she's never met, never had a, nothing to do with, and yet the words that she puts on a page will have such significant meaning to that individual. I mean, I actually had a, I actually had a doctor, an eye doctor, email me after he read Sam Hell and say, for years I've been thinking of a way to give back to the world for, for the world being so good to me, and I couldn't think of what it was, but after reading your book, I know now what it is, and I'm working for Orbis, and I'm helping people who have sight problems all around the world. I mean, when you hear that as an author, it, it's, it's, it's humbling. It's, it's incredibly humbling to think that the words you put on, on a page had such meaning for someone, um, that, that it would actually compel them to do something so, so wonderful. Um, well, well, what's our name? We're Suspense Magazine, right? Yeah, and in 2018, what book did we say was the Crimson Scribe Award winner, which was the best book of the year? Yeah, The Extraordinary Life of Sam Howell. And exactly. I, I'll tell you, John, I've, I have never been more proud of any award that I've received. And that, that award is, is all over my all over my web pages and, and everything else because that was um, – I, 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 really, I really believe that that was probably the most significant award I've ever won. Well, thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. I mean, Shannon, absolutely, I mean, she put it down. She had tears. She was like, this is the best thing Bob's ever written. She goes, I don't care what book written because it's not going to beat this one for the best book of the year. <laughs> that was it. Well, I love yeah. it. Totally and she right. only felt like that way like one other time with a book of the year that was not really that close. Yours was the most moving to her, but it was the I Am I or something. That t- it was about six years ago maybe. Do you remember that one, Jeff, maybe I Am? or She only wrote like one. One or two mm. books, I think. And she did like the Joe Ide one, I think, too, but it was before that. Terry, maybe somebody, I don't remember, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> My memory <laughs> leaves me. But, yeah, hey, man. I, and, and, there was a, and there was, but your books still have all elements of suspense and mystery and intrigue and drama and emotion and romantic things. I mean, you know, there's comedic elements. I mean, they're, they're all together there. You, you get it all when you read a book of yours, and I think that's why, you know, you've just reached six million readers. And well, I appreciate, six, I appreciate six million it. more to come faster than the first six, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I just, you know, I, I just feel really blessed. I really do, because um, I'm doing what I love to do. I, and, you know, when you, when you love what you're doing, hopefully you're going you're gonna to do your best. And, and I also I, I realize that, you know, I, I owe a reader. Um, when a reader takes the time to pick up one of my books and to pay for my book and to read it or even just to borrow it and read it. You know, that's, that's a commitment on their part. And I've never forgotten that, that I, have a, I have a contract with the reader, and that is to, to put out the best book that I can possibly put out every time I write a book. Um, I never want a book to go out that I'm not happy with because uh, I, I don't want a reader to ever be disappointed in something that I've, that I've put out there. So I just I'm, I, I feel very blessed. It, uh, it's, uh, to be able to do what you love is is rare in this world, and uh, and I'm I'm just I'm just humbled that I get to do it. Um, so I was going to say you you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll kiss twenty bucks goodbye, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, seriously though, I'm curious. Um, excluding Tracy, excluding Sam Hell, excluding Jenkins, what is the one novel that you wish readers would discover of yours? It's got to be back into the Sloan series, right? Yeah, and, and you know, I, I would 
I would maybe I'd maybe say the jury master, except I'm probably the biggest critic of the jury master of anyone. Um, you know, it's it's it hit the New York Times bestseller list and it certainly got a lot of accolades. But I read it now as an as an author who's been doing this for 20 years, and to me it has all the problems that first novels traditionally have. Um, but at the same time, um, it's a it's a novel that that uh, readers have really been drawn to. So. Um, I, I guess I'd probably say that one um, if I had to, you know, if I had to kind of exclude all the others. Um, but um, I, I also believe really truly that, um, that I, 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 that there's, there's more in me that, um, that I think that there's, there's, there's more books in me and, and uh, I'm anxious to kind of see how that transpires and plays out Um because, you know, when you sit down at a typewriter or a computer and uh, you just begin to listen to the story being told in your head and then you begin to tell it, there's really something magical about that. And, um, and I don't know what, what other stories are out there. And so I'm not going to close the door on anything. I, I never thought about the summer of 1979 when I worked with two Vietnam veterans. I never thought that, that that could be novelized and, and turned into something emotional and, and moving. And, and all of a sudden, things just began to coalesce, and I saw the story, and I heard the story, and I knew I had to write it. And so what else is out there? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I think that tragedy and, and blessings happen in our life, and, and they trigger things. We, we talked off the air a little bit, John, about my losing... Yeah my dog to a traffic accident and you know the irony of it was that the pain I felt helped me to understand the, the book that I'm currently writing um, the literary novel that I'm currently writing which which has a lot to do about death because it has a lot to do about Vietnam yep. so you know there are weird things happen in our lives and um, you know you always try to see the silver lining um, and maybe that's it you know maybe maybe that's the story that uh, that will will really transcend um, for me, um, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, hey, man. Can't wait so, for the next books, for sure. Yeah. So robertduganibooks.com is your website, and, of course, that's the best place for everyone to find out about your portals and all your social media and stuff, right? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And the book, uh, again, The Last Agent, and it's coming out September 22nd, so when you hear this interview, you'll be able to get it in whatever format you want it on. Uh, of course, Bob, we want to thank you so much for coming on. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we could talk for hours, but, uh, you know, we don't want to keep you on the line for that long. So well, thank you again always so much for coming on and talking with us. Good luck. Always uh, come on whenever you want to bullshit. If you don't even want to talk about the book, we can just talk about everything else. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I appreciate it. You know, you two, you two are two of my favorite people, so it's always a pleasure. And, uh, and I, really, I really appreciate what you do for books and what well, you do for you. writers. So thank you. And too bad we missed Thriller Fest this year, but hopefully cross our fingers. Maybe we get back next year. We'll see. That would be that would be good. That would be great. Yeah. I hear they got two. They got a really great guy running uh, running Thriller Fest now. I can't remember what his name is, but uh, I'm, it, it eludes me. He's a. I heard he was a hack, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, congratulations. Jeff. That's quite a, that's quite an honor. So I, I yeah, I, I way to go, Jeff. Great job. I appreciate so, that. Thank you. All right, man. Well, you have a good Thank one, you. and again, you too, John. good luck, Thanks, and then we'll talk soon. Thank All you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye.